0: What up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca, and as always, thank you for tuning in. I am very excited today. We have a special guest, MMA and boxing expert, Clubber D. Yes, sir. He will come in and give us a breakdown for you. FC 259 tonight. But first, you know how we like to start things off here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off.
1: Hey, yo, what up, O? This your man, Clubber D. MMA expert, a.k.a. After the Fact King, a.k.a. Armchair expert, a.k.a sectional couch messiah. And I'm telling you right now, you'll see we got a big car tonight and I'm saying we as if I'm part of it. Cause we're all fans. And we all love this shit. I'm going, 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 Wolf. And now
0: without further ado, MMA and boxing expert Dion Clubs is back with us for UFC 259 tonight. My friend, how are you doing today, and how are you looking forward to
1: this show? Oh, man, thanks for having me again, buddy. You know, when you say MMA and boxing expert, you got to make sure you put Mr. After the Fact, because I'm always right after the fact. I'll give you my predictions, but if I'm wrong, don't hold me to all those, okay? Don't hold me to those, all right? That's... (laughs) that's that's early stuff we're talking about after the fact when i talk shit and then after if i'm right then i'm gonna talk shit like hey look at me nashadamas over here or sports you know i might know biff i might have the book who knows but uh thanks for having me on buddy and i cannot wait for this three championship title card is going to be phenomenal Yes, sir.
0: It is. And by the way, my friend, you are stupid as hell. But anyways, um, <laughs> let's keep moving on. Let's start with bout number one, Jan at Sterling. So Jan's opponents, and this is his first opponent ranked in the top five. When he fought Aldo, he was number six. Sterling has three consecutive victories against top five. So he's been fighting opponents. But Jan does have seven consecutive wins, tying him for the longest streak in Bantamweight history. while he has eight knockdowns in UFC, one short of the Bantamweight record. Sterling also has four submissions, the third most in Bantamweight history. So, with uh, Jan beating Aldo, Sterling beating Sand Hagen, tell me, my friend, what do you think about this matchup and who will be the winner?
1: Well, this is your classic striker versus graph out, okay? You got Peter Yan, who's a beast. This guy's a buzzsaw. He runs through people. I believe he's a ex kickboxer, okay? That Mu- Muay Thai style is phenomenal. But, like you said, he hasn't really fought anyone on the high level. He beat a older Uriah Faber who gave him a little bit of problem problems in that match. though he knocked his block off, and then he beat uh, Jose Aldo. And I mean, it was a one sided fight. He beat the, he beat the snot out of him. And, and now he's fighting Aljo Al Mae Sterling, and this is an interesting fight. Okay, I don't. I they call him the human backpack. I I kind of think Aljo's gonna bait him into going to the ground, and then once he gets him on the ground, I think he's going. I think he's going to sleep. Rear Naked Choke, round two. Don't quote me on that. Don't at me either. Okay. All right. Round two, Rear Naked I'm Choke. I it. like I'm it. I'm feeling it. Aljo with Aljo with the upset. I'm feeling it. I love the high top day. I love his energy. I you like know, he it. he comes in the ring, he's, 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 he's amazing.
0: I like it. And you're feeling good today. And I like that you're feeling good because we're going to get to the – the real good part, you told me earlier, but first we're going to go to, we're going to skip. We're going to do both men's fights first, just because of the surprise okay. that you have. So, okay, let's okay. move on to the light heavyweight championship, uh, Adesanya versus Blachowicz. Blachowicz, Blakovich. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just going to call him Jan B. How about that? <laughs> Jan B, get it? Okay, all right, never mind. So, we have seven fighters who have won UFC championships in multiple weight classes. Adesanya is looking to join Couture, Penn, McGregor, St-Pierre, Comier, Nunez, and Cejudo in accomplishing that feat. Uh, he would be the fifth with McGregor, Comie, Nunez, and Cejudo to hold simultaneously. He would also be the fourth fighter in UFC history to win his first 10 bouts in a row. So... Jan B. has a 52% takedown percentage, which is the best in the light heavyweights among those with five fights. Jan B.'s most recent win was against Reyes, while Adesanya was against Paulo Costa. So, my friend, tell me, what do you think about this fight and who will be the winner?
1: I love this fight. Uh, This is going to be... One of those old school fights where you got the big, strong 205 where, you know, Vlakovic, he's going to want to—and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. It doesn't matter. He has that Polish power. He has that knockout power. So that's what he's going to look for when he fights Izzy. The thing with Izzy, all his all his punches, all his strikes are precision, okay? He's not going to just go in there and bang on somebody. He's going to pick you apart. That's what he did to Polo Costo. And that's what he's done in his kick-fighting career. He's fought heavyweight, so the weight shouldn't be a problem. He's fought heavy in the past. He knows his body. He knows, like today, I think it was yesterday, I believe, he weighed it out 201, and I believe you're supposed to weigh, what, 205? That's the limit for a light heavyweight. So I don't think weight's going to be a problem. I think he's going to take him out. I'll give him fourth-round stoppage uh, due to strikes. You heard it here first. Bam. Woo!
0: Fourth-round stoppage due to strikes for Adesanya.
1: That's right. Izzy all day. I like it. I like it. All right.
0: Well, Uh, Because we are going to do a part two with this, because unfortunately by the time I get this aired, it will be after the pay-per-view has already happened, but we are getting this in our expert Dion Club's predictions. So moving in to the women's championship, and there is a reason I did this last Amanda Nunez is the betting favorite at 1,100, which is freaking ridiculous. Fighters favored by at least 1,000 are 12-2 in tighter fights in the past decade. A victory by Anderson at plus 700 underdog would be the second largest upset in a women's title fight behind the 870 when Holmes, when Holmes when home beat Rousey. When Honda Holly Holm beat Rousey when Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Nunez already defended at both Bantamweight five times and featherweight once, making her one of just three two-division champs along with Cejudo and Cormier to successfully defend both of their titles. She also has seven knockouts, by far the most by any woman. Cyborg and Andrade are in second place. Anderson, she has three wins at 145, the second most by Cyborg. Cyborg. It has been 1,702 days that Nunez has been champion. She won it on July 9th, 2016. Jeez, fucking Louise, I didn't know that. Making her the longest reign concurrent champ. after Her last win was against Felicia Spencer, while Megan Anderson was against Norma Dumont. So, my friend Dion, (laughs) what do you think about this fight? And tell all the fans who are waiting on bated breath, who is your prediction?
1: First of all, let's hopefully that baited breath is minted. Second, ah, ah. we all know why you waited for the women to be uh, the last of this topic, because this is March and that's women's month. So we're paying, paying honor to the women. And we can't do that without talking about Amanda Nunez, who is by far the best female MMA fighter ever, by far. Ooh. Ronda Rousey was great. Ronda Rousey was great. She got the people to watch, but the talent level wasn't the same. Mm. She was very good fighting average fighters. When she fought a man in New she went to sleep. Standing Ooh. stupid. Okay. She was just stuck on stupid, just you know, Nyquil, go to sleep. So <laughs> with that being said, Omar, this is Megan. As I say Megan, not Meg. She's Australian. Oh, she that's right. My Megan. bad. It's all good. You're okay. But all you all the people out there think Mr. Know It Alls, Mr. Ash after the fact knows it's Megan, okay? Take that to the bank. Yeah, I'm take cash, that to though. the bank. You non-knowing fans like me, I don't know anything. It's all good. You're, but you're trying. You're, you're getting there, though. You're getting there. You got me <laughs> on. that, So you're already <laughs> step in the right direction. You're not at Hooters yelling, kill them like the rest of the, right. the Hammonagers do. Anyways, so with that all being said, sizing up Amanda Nunez in like that. I'm going with Megan Anderson. Yes, I said it. What? I called Holly home. I'm going with that. Take it to the bank. What? Cash it on Tuesday because I get paid on Monday. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I got Megan Anderson. This is the last fight on her contract. Amanda Nunez's partner just had their baby. So maybe her focus is towards building a family, which is great. Megan Anderson is going to come in. This is the last fight on her contract. She needs to get some more money, get some more notoriety. You don't want to go out as a loser. If she gets the belt, that's going to open up to the division to a rematch and things like that. If she gets wiped out, there is nothing. I repeat, nothing for Amanda Nunez to do in MMA. That's it. Dana White's like, dang, what do I need to do? So he probably he's probably going to he's going to spike her drink. Now I'm not saying he's going to do all that. But he would love for it to be an upset. I called Holly home losing. I remember our good friend, I'm not going to say his name, but Little Shane, would just say that? He was in Vegas. I should have gave him money, but I didn't. I called that fight. I'm calling it right now. Megan Anderson is going to win. And I'm coming, Elizabeth! That's right. It's, I'm, holding, I'm holding my chest, too, like I'm red. But so I'll put it like this. Round three, make a choke. You heard it here. It sounds like blasphemy. But if it works and it's after the fact, I'm the king of it. It's the big one, Elizabeth. I'm coming home. It's the big one. It's
0: the big Oh, my God. Dion, Dion our expert, our expert has just predicted a Megan Anderson victory over the GOAT. Amanda Nunez,
1: wow! Skippy. You're damn skippy. I suggest to everybody go on FanDuel, go on DraftKings, go on uh, Mickey the Bookie, wherever you go to, put that bet in. All right, and if you lose, don't at me.
0: Ball and Buds Podcast does not support gambling. We sure don't. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, my brother. I will have you on for the review, my friend. Thank you so much.
1: Anytime. And one last thing, remember, if I'm wrong, they tore that page out of Biff's almanac. Okay, so I wasn't sure. I mean, it read it incorrectly. So that's all I got to say about that. Thank you, brother. Have a great night. We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Take it easy, brother. Peace out. See ya. Meanwhile.
0: 15 minutes earlier, Clubber D calls me. All hectic with some news he wants to break to me.
1: I'm going wolf, 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 wolf. Aljo to get the victory over Peter Jan. I got Megan Anderson with the upset. Yes, Megan Anderson with the upset. And I also got my man Izzy Israel Asanya getting that 205 belt. Are you? Fake,
0: yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Well, well, well. Now that we actually saw the real results, Clubber D thought he had Biff's almanac. That dude must have had Sniff's bag of crack because he had to be high as hell with these picks he made. Or maybe it was from sniffing that whiteout that apparently erased the results from that day's almanac. Jeez, Ah, <laughs> my dude, let's see what he
1: has to say for himself. Tragic, tragic, tragic. You know, when I get my predictions, when I, when I see into the future at times, sometimes I'm listening to Cleo while I'm watching BET Uncut. Sometimes the sports almanac is wrong. Somebody whited out the pages, or sometimes it disappears. You know, I think somebody did something in this present time to make those words disappear. So I read it completely wrong. It is what it is. One fight I kind of got right was Aljo winning the belt. It wasn't the fashion that I predicted. I blame Cleo and the Sports Almanac for that. But anyways, the first two rounds, Aljo was coming out. He was pressuring. He was he was hitting Jan from all angles, doing his thing. But you could tell Jan, every time Aljo threw something, Jan would block it. He kept his guard real tight. Aljo would get in sometimes. He worked way too hard to get his takedowns. By that third round, Yon was taking over. I mean, his hits were, were starting to wear Aljo. And Aljo was going for things that just looked ridiculous, like a spinning back fist after doing a spinning kick. And it was so slow and telegraphed as he was tired. That illegal knee, there's no bones about that. That was ridiculous. He hit him illegally. He turned to his corner to ask if he could do it. They said... Yes, but I don't think they were telling him to kick him in the head, probably in the body or something like that. It was very blatant and people can say what they want to say about Aljo uh, winning an Oscar for for feeling concussed and things of that nature. If I'm in that boat, if someone needs me and this is for the belt, oh, I'm laying out. That, that's a wrap. I'm sorry. It's, you know the rules, tough. So, Aljo got the win. Dana White looks salty. It is what it is. Don't do illegal shit.
0: Ah! Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's what I said, because when I was was watching it too, he looked around and I was like, he looked around and then did it. I was like, you damn well know that's illegal. I'm not the most well-versed UFC expert, but even I know that's illegal. Uh, So yeah, and yeah, it was weird. Sterling was moving around really weird, doing different stances to bait him in and it just wasn't working. And then yeah, that illegal shot was crazy. So, well, what do you think? Now that we've gone through the one you got right, let's go through the two you got wrong, including the big one, since you predicted Megan Anderson over the GOAT, Amanda Nunez.
1: What do you have to say for yourself, sir? So in the Nunez fight, I mean, this this is why she is the GOAT. Took her at the first punch she landed, Megan Anderson was on Linguini Legs. She was stumbling around, fumbling and bumbling. You could tell there's levels to this. She looks superior to any other female she gets in a cage with. It's ridiculous. Nunez is head and shoulders above any female in both the 135 and 145 division. And that's possibly in the world right now. When she hit Megan Anderson, I thought she was doing a Charleston two-step, okay? After three punches, she was already on her back, had her on the ground, got her into armbar. Ridiculous. Tap, tap. I mean. I don't know if she read her lullaby story while they were on the ground. Maybe she didn't have to because she didn't choke her out or knock her out, but she was heading towards that way if they were to stand back up. Nunez is the GOAT. There's not another female fighter out there right now, possibly Cyborg, if they do a rematch, which which would not happen. That can test her. She's the best. I mean, she could probably retire. And I know I predicted Megan Anderson with the upset, but sometimes... You know, uh, I, I, get, I get ahead of myself, and the sports almanac isn't always correct. That's why I'm the Mr. After the Fact King, okay? So, after the fact, Nunez is a goat. She always will be. And prior to what I said, if I'm not correct, then blame the sports almanac. Don't blame me because it's not my fault.
0: <laughs> I love how you just keep blaming it on the almanac. But honestly, it's it's you have gotten so many of these right before now, that's why I consider you an expert. This is really the first major one you got wrong, and you got so many right before, and you've won so much money off of it, so I'm not even worried about this one. But yeah, it was three jabs of the pincushion, and 19-night Nunez took her out. That being said, you had another miss on this card. Adesanya versus Jan B.
1: Tell me about that fight, sir. So let's get to the main event. Now, we all knew about the size difference. Izzy was moving up in weight. 185 to 205, how would that be an issue for him? First round, Izzy looked like Izzy, taking his time, picking his shots. Second round, Bogovic. he was starting to push forward a little bit. He was letting Izzy know, hey, I'm here. I'm the bigger man. Deal with me. I think Izzy was hesitant because of the power. has he has some serious power, and Izzy didn't want to go to sleep. My boy Larry said it best. Izzy is the style bender, but couldn't bend his style to learn how to wrestle because when he got taken down in the fourth and fifth round, he looked like dog shit. He could not get him off him, okay? N- not that Bogovic advanced position that much, but he did what he had to do. Stayed on top of him, let him deal with all that weight because he probably weighed about 220 on fight day, and Izzy was what, 201 tops? So, like you say, took him down, wrestled, a little bit of ground and pound towards the end, but that was about it. I mean, if you can't, advanced position or get out of that situation, then you're going to lose. Izzy's a great fighter. He's just not well-versed in wrestling. And if he thinks he can fight John Jones, which will not happen, he's, uh, he got another thing coming, okay? He might as well just relax on that one. It was a good fight. I think uh, Izzy will go back down to 185, regroup. He'll be back at 205 at some point, but he just wasn't ready. He just couldn't. There's nothing he could do. Govic, Jan did what he had to do. He was getting beat up standing up. Izzy was tearing him up with that inside leg kick on his left leg. I saw a picture of his, his shin and a calf bandaged up after the fight. But Izzy, he couldn't. The power didn't translate to 205. And it's one of those things that happens. Styles make fights. And, um, you know, he's a great stand-up artist. But if you, it shows you take him down. And if you're big enough to keep him down, you have a good chance of winning that fight. So it is what it is, my friend. Thank you so much. Any time. And one last thing. Remember, if I'm wrong, they tore that page out of Biff's almanac, okay? So I wasn't sure. I mean, it read it incorrectly. <laughs> so That's all I got to say about that. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Take it easy, brother. And you know how we like to end things here
0: on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's epilogue. You win some and you lose some, but you live. You live to fight another day. When we make predictions, that's what happens. You get some hits, you get some misses, and you either take the hits or you get your flowers. Clubber D has received many flowers in the past. This time he took a whammy of a hit. But again, that's why we do this because it's fun We enjoyed it. We had so much fun cracking it up beforehand and then doing the review. I had so much fun editing this episode because I got to put in so many like different sound effects and stuff. So what a great time it was. Thank you again to combat sports expert Clubber D for joining us here on the Ball and Buds podcast. We'll have him on again soon for another big card. On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, Subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until then, stay safe, take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way.
1: 5,000.